This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. From the audio cavern in Meltdown Comics, it's Two Packs with me, Jeffrey Golden! Welcome to Two Packs, a trading card comedy show where I open up packs of weird, retro, prehistoric trading cards with a funny friend. This week, I'm joined by a terrific comedian, a writer for Funnier Die, McSweeney's, Split Cider, and many more. Ladies and gentlemen, Hannah Michaels. Hey! How's it going? Pretty good. Yay! Are you getting ready for the holidays? Is that happening? Girding yourself for <laughs> holiday magic? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting ready for an Orthodox wedding. Orthodox wedding? That will be uh, interesting. So I'm Jewish, but I've never been to an Orthodox wedding. I actually don't know much about it. So do you know what differences there are? Have you been researching it? I think there's separate dancing. You can't dance with men or women if you're a man. Yeah, that sounds Um, like Orthodox. Yeah. The men go and do their dance. They leave and the women maybe do their dance. Yeah, exactly. I see. It's that. I know for me, dancing immediately leads to penetration. So it makes total sense. Yeah, you definitely have to (laughs) to separate people very affluently loose scenario here where anything could happen. Although, you know, I guess to be fair to the Orthodox, when I was in high school, the kids were doing a lot of sexy dances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were doing a lot of dances that were sex-like. Oh, yeah. Sex-esque. But is that the only difference that you know of? Um, so I don't think we're going to be divided in the temple, which some Orthodox weddings do. I think that's where the sex through a sheet myth came by because they have a sheet that divides the men and women in a temple. I see. So the assumption was like you could create a glory hole by cutting a hole through that sheet. Yes. I feel like that's one of those types of things that if it were true, even if it was a thing that would work with the religion, I feel it sort of violates the spirit of why you would have that sheet to begin with. Yeah. What are you getting them as a gift? (laughs) Oh, God. What do they need? He's in med school. She works in finance. Okay. So together, let's figure out what your gift is going to be. They're probably doing well financially. He's working in finance, and she's going to be a doctor, and that's generally a lucrative gig. So maybe rather than something expensive, a trinket, maybe it's something from the heart. Yeah. feels real. Something. I don't know. They're living in the Upper East Side, and they want to have kids. Maybe a kid thing? Maybe. Give you a kid thing. Why don't you get them some old trading cards, some vintage trading cards? That sounds perfect. But where would you ever find those? I don't know. Oh, wait, this podcast. Hooray! (laughs) Well, let me introduce the cards that we have today. Yeah, we're going back in time to an era before humans. (laughs) <laughs> the era of wacko sores. <laughs> yeah, we've got two cards. I am very excited about opening these from Zoot, the trading card company that brought us US of Alf. Comes wacko sores, five stickers, and on the cover right here, you can see a Tyrannosaurus Rex wearing sunglasses. So you know these dinosaurs are going to be a little wacky. <laughs> They're not going to be normal sores. These are wacko sores. <laughs> And then this was a suggestion from at 
Kev Makes Things on Twitter. Thank you, at Kev Makes Things. And if you want to suggest uh, cards to us, tweet at us at Two Packs Podcast, T W O Packs Podcast, and you can suggest cards we'll open. I'll buy it. Whatever. I'm on eBay all the time buying dumb trading cards. I'll buy whatever you suggest. And these are dinosaurs from the hit TV series Dinosaurs. Oh, Wacko Swords are from 87, and uh, these are from 1991. These are from Pro Set. You told me beforehand that you weren't familiar with the dinosaurs universe, so I'll fill you in. This is Earl Sinclair. The uh, father of the dinosaur clan. And on his shoulders is a baby dinosaur, voiced by Kevin Clash of Elmo fame in an early role. And he does not. Baby dinosaur likes to hit his father, Earl, with a frying pan. So lots of excitement in both of these packs. Dino-sized excitement. Which would you like to open, Hannah? You get your choice. Wackosaurs or dinosaurs? I'll take the wackosaurs since I'll have background on dinosaurs and sunglasses. (laughs) You'll know that. Well, I will help us venture into the world of the swamps of the dinosaurs. Alright, let me open these here. Oh my god. So were you a watcher of the TGIF shows? Say Full House or Family Matters or those or you didn't catch those on ABC? No, I didn't catch those. These were when I was a really little kid and my parents tried the keep my kid from TV thing. Right. So this was before they realized that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I'll kick us off. So most of these cards, it looks like they must have shot these in front of a green screen. <laughs> Typically, with trading cards based on a TV show or a movie, you'll take stills from the show. In this case, it's just poses. It's just the characters posing in front of what looks like a marble background, but of different colors, purple and red and stuff. I have one of Baby Dinosaur looking absolutely horrifying um, <laughs> sitting down. I don't know what you would call that expression. It's not happiness. It's not. No. Baby is not happy. It's sort of just dazed and mean-spirited. Yeah, like, a little menacing. Menacing. I think menacing is the right word. Menacing and stupid is how I would describe <laughs> Baby Dinosaur in this photo. And on the back, it shows little pictures of all the, the Sinclairs. And here's what the copy on the back. I'm the baby. Brand new. Gotta love me. Fran and Earl's third offspring came out of the shell talking and hasn't stopped blabbering since. With his boundless curiosity and razor-sharp teeth, Baby keeps the Sinclair household lively. Most of all, he wants to know, where's the mama? (laughs) Baby had a lot of catchphrases. (laughs) This was clearly, Baby was designed to be the breakout character. (laughs) Gotta love me, that was the one, and not the mama. So I was saying earlier that he would hit his father with a frying pan. And typically, as he was doing so, he would say, not the mama, not the mama. (laughs) He wanted the mama, you see. And when he gets paired with his father, he is upset, (laughs) angry. (laughs) Oh, God, that's perfect. What's your first card there? I've got the dad and the baby here. Great. Earl didn't think having a baby was such a good idea. That's great for kids. Right. (laughs) That is until the Council of Elders announced that baby is the golden child destined to be king of the dinosaurs. Right. Says Earl, I always knew. I knew from the day this kid was hatched that I was the father of a very special treasure. Yeah, it's very strange. They're going through the plot of an episode, but they're not showing a scene from it, which is very strange. The dad seems regretful there. Yeah. And Baby is really menacing character. Oh, boy. Yeah, he kind of looks like my grandfather a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. My understanding of dinosaurs is that it was Jim Henson's last idea, that Jim Henson was on his deathbed and 
was a sitcom with dinosaurs and then <laughs> died. That's like the genesis of this show. Just pretty crazy. I hope my deathbed idea gets made. Yeah. What would you imagine yourself on your deathbed coming up with an idea that you wanted somebody to make a show idea that you wanted somebody to make? What would yours be? Oh God. So I'm in immense pain and all of my loved ones are around me. Yeah. I think mine would be a game show where people have to punch monsters. I love it. Yeah, I think I would just take Animal Planet shows, like World's Funniest Dogs or whatever, (laughs) and just slap some random narration over it. World's Silliest Cats. Yeah, I'd take UN speeches and just slap them over that. Well, why don't you give me a challenge here? This is a card of dinosaur trivia questions. Oh, nice. So read a couple to me. Let's see how I do. And it features Robbie, teenage boy. And on, on the answer side, Robbie's making a really funny expression. He's holding both hands on his head (laughs) saying whoa I'm a dinosaur (laughs) you want to challenge me with some dinosaurs trivia let's see how I do what is Fran's mother's name Mm, Fran's mother's name is wrinkly dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) what is Fran's mother's name it's grandma Ethel you know what I was gonna say Esther but I didn't actually say it so instead I made a dumb joke so I get no points (laughs) that's a good name for an old lady I agree in what year was baby Sinclair born the answer is two billion years ago 60 million and 3 BC. 60 million and 3 BC. Yeah, I was a little off there. <laughs> I don't quite. Okay, what's another one? I gotta get one of these. What is Grandma Ethel's pet name for Earl? Oh, I think I actually know this one. Is it Fat Boy? Yes, it is. Yeah. You got it. Hey, Fat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. What's your last card there? My last card is Robbie and some other. Is this his dad in a checkered? Yeah, yeah, that's Earl Sinclair, and that's Robbie there. What are they doing here? What does it look like there? How does it look like they're posed here? They have clubs. I don't know if this is a prehistoric baseball thing. Maybe they're going out clubbing. (laughs) Do a little little dad dance after dad joke. Let's see if the back provides us with much-needed context. Oh, yep, yep. It's time for the howling, and Earl can't wait for Robbie to join in the ancient tradition. Unfortunately, Robbie can't see the point. How would not howling at the moon bring an end to your days on Earth, asks Robbie. Because if you don't howl, I will kill you, says Earl. Yeah. Good parenting. But what does it have to do with the clubs? I don't know. (laughs) Do you think that to howl at the moon, you need to beat each other over the head with clubs? To get that real pain, maybe? Hitting each other, then you howl like, oh, moon. It's got to be. This has got to be some sort of like adulthood ritual. This is a dinosaur quinceanera. (laughs) Well, uh, boy, I feel like between the weddings and the quinceanera, even though the holidays uh, haven't started yet, I feel like we're getting in the spirit of holidays, of milestones, major milestones. Well, we'll be right back with some crazy wacko-sores. Stick around. I'm the baby, gotta love me. I look as smart as very cuddly. And you know I hit my father with the frying pan. Fran! <laughs> you know, that was that was the last card. Usually I, I do something to intro the next set of cards, but I realized this is going to be my one opportunity to sing the baby dinosaur song, so Fuck yeah. I better take it while I can, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. What do you got for us? I... Have wacko sores. Dinosaurs that are 
kind of wacky. Yeah, they're wacky. This is a very 80s-y looking idea right, yeah. right here. There's the neon explosion that's very 80s right here. Oh, it's already half opened. Ooh. It's, I think it's just very thin. The wrapping on the Zoot ones are particularly thin. It's not like the, a traditional trading card. They're more like paper wrapping. Yeah, it looks like these are all sticker cards. It looks very 80s-y. It looks mm -hmm. like they took photo cutout art or old drawings, recolored them with bright colors. Yeah. They took photos of dinosaurs. Yeah, they took photos, yeah, actual <laughs> photos of dinosaurs. Or, you know, illustrations or models or whatever. Oh, God. Jesus. All right, why don't you kick us off? All right, there are some pre-hysterical humor jokes on the backs of these cards. Ooh, all right, so what's your first card here? My first card says School Bess. Okay. Which, these are not dinosaur-related puns. No. They're definitely puns. There's Mummy Mia, a stegosaurus who's a mummy. Yeah, I have ones, but they're also not related to dinosaurs. They're just like <laughs> name puns, like something out of Garbage Pail Kids or something like that, which is very strange. You'd think they would be stego bore us, and it's like a teacher stegosaurus. Like, <laughs> you know, T-Rex Mex, and it's got Tyrannosaurus <laughs> with like a stereotypical <laughs> sombrero on or something. That's not what these are. No, they don't put as much time into this as drag queens. So okay. your first one is a school best. So what does that look like? School best is, is this a stegosaurus? This is a brontosaurus. Oh, no, wait. Brontosauruses don't exist, do they? Well, I believe this is supposed to be a brontosaurus, but is wearing full makeup, ladies' makeup, weird white hair, shock of white hair, and has like a bunch of books on its back. I believe that's supposed to be School Bess's backpack. And School Bess is so large that she is riding on top of the school bus yep. where the other other kid dinosaurs are riding. But my question looking at that is, is that school bus then actual dinosaur size? The proportions of this are confusing to me. Yeah, because there are dinosaurs in the bus. Which would imply that that bus is huge. Mm -hmm. Because like a T-Rex would not fit in a normal school bus. You would have to be, make a dino-sized school bus. Right. And then school bus is twice or three times the size of the school bus itself. Yeah. What is happening? here. I don't know. I was going to say maybe this is a carnivore, but T-Rexes were carnivores. Well, they were scavengers. Yeah, brontosaurus was an herbivore, I believe, yeah. or an omnivore at least. I think brontosauruses don't exist. I think this is someone who rediscovered a patasaur or something like that. So yeah. Something that starts with an A and then just named Allosaur it brontosaurus. Allosaurus? Maybe. Yeah, allosaurus. That sounds right. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, someone rediscovered it and then that's the name we remember. You said that there was prehistoric humor on the other oh, side. Oh, yeah. I love prehistoric humor. It's my favorite <laughs> genre of comedy. <laughs> okay. How would you describe us if we were sat on by the largest dinosaur? Uh, Flatosaurus. Very close. Ultrasaurus. We would be ultra sore us. us. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think it's worth describing the the, the stand-up T-Rex. Yeah. With the '80s hair and sunglasses. But he's wearing like a tuxedo, so he's supposed to be, I believe, like a Borscht Belt comic or something. Yeah, yeah. With that hair, yeah, definitely. He's old school '50s comedian. Oh yeah. boy. This was during the comedy boom. It had to be. The funny thing is, this was during the '80s comedy boom, but they were like, "What does a comedian look like?" Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, it looks like a Catskills guy They're from earlier in the century. <laughs> I've got Live Bait Bob. Live Bait 
Bob is a bright red Tyrannosaurus, and he's got a fishing line, and he has caught a human in swim trunks and is about to eat him off the line. <laughs> so there's definitely some historical inaccuracies in these cards. <laughs> guess it also implies that, yeah, the humans at this time were just swimming in the ocean. I mean, maybe this is a world like Dinosaur's Attack, where the dinosaurs have taken over. Mm. Actually, that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, there's human technology. There's a fishing pole. Right, fishing poles, school buses, and humans themselves. So yeah, maybe this is the Dinosaur's Attack universe. All right, so I've got two prehysterical humor. So this is before <laughs> hysterical humor. This is mild humor. <laughs> All right, where does a 70,000-pound brontosaurus sleep? I think I'm allowed to brontosaurus puns. You got to tell me. Anywhere he wants to. Oh, that wasn't even a pun. <laughs> nope, it's just that he is large. It's just accurate. It's just accurate. He does not have to be very picky about his sleeping place. And how can you tell if a brontosaurus has been on the roof? The roof is at your feet? Look for his footprints in the basement. Yep. Because he's so heavy and so that he if he was on your roof he would crash through the entire house and then you would see his footprints on the basement you would also know because the whole house is destroyed (laughs) but i feel like that's not true because in this universe school bus is able to be on the roof of Of the of the school bus without destroying it yeah so i don't know (laughs) what's your last card there I've got Mummy Mia, who is a stegosaurus. Mummy Mia. (laughs) Here I go again. Is it Mummy Mia? Yep. Is it a mummy stegosaurus? It is, with a Band-Aid. Yeah, he's got a big, you think of as a classic Band-Aid, but he's also wrapped in gauze, so he looks like a mummy mm-hmm. with like big eyes bulging. And then also, oh, I see it is coming out of a mummy crate. And in the background, did you notice the, something interesting about the Sphinx? Oh, the Sphinx is wearing sunglasses. The Sphinx is wacko, too. <laughs> Remember, these are pre-hysterical times. <laughs> Everyone wore sunglasses. <laughs> Do we got some jokes in the back, some real goofs? Oh, yeah. Yuck em ups, laugh em downs. What do you call a monoclonius that wins the million dollar lottery? A what? Monoclonius? Monoclonius, a character from Star Wars. <laughs> Who wins the Nobel Prize? <laughs> what million dollar lottery? Wins a million dollar lottery. I give up. What do you call him? Lucky. That's it? Really? Yes. Boy, there's a lot of anti-humor in Yeah. These. But it's confusing because some of them are puns and then some of them are just to fuck you. Yeah, some of them are just, I fucking hate this job. <laughs> I hate this job. Here we go. <laughs> What's the next one? Is the next one an actual joke? We'll see. All right. What's green and comes in a red and white can? I give up. Cream of Stegosaurus soup. <laughs> why, is it a, why is it a red and white can? Because it's a Campbell's I guess, soup? yeah. But that's not necessarily true. No. Like, not all soup cans are red and white. This Progresso is blue and orange, I believe, mostly. Yeah. Was Progresso around in the you know, mid-80s? Well, there had to be some competition to Campbell's. Yeah. Campbell's couldn't have completely owned the soup market. Yeah. They don't own the concept of canned soup. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, we've got feeling patient. Patriotic? Definitely. Always. Always good. Because <laughs> we're going to need to be patriots in these coming years. This is Tom Bomb. It is a pterodactyl that is like a fighter 
jet is like dropping bombs on unsuspecting dinosaurs below, presumably. <laughs> this is a war-mongering dinosaur. You know what I would much rather have seen? A dinosaur imitating the scene from Dr. Strangelove, or yeah. like a T-Rex straddling a bomb. <laughs> this is just kind of creepy to me. I don't know, there's something about this that's it's too real, man. Yeah. You know, dinos, not waros. Yeah. You know, come on. I have a bit of trivia. Ooh, you have trivia? Yeah. Very little to do with this now that I think about it. Fair enough. (laughs) No, but I'm thinking about airstrikes looking at this. Did you know that Zeppo Marx invented the hinges on the doors that allowed us to drop the atomic bomb? No shit. Yeah. Zeppo Marx? Yeah. Was he like an engineer before a comedian? Or did he... I guess. I mean, was he ever really a comedian or was he always an actor with comedians? You know, that's a good point. I'll generously refer to him as a straight man in those films. Maybe after his acting career, he like went into military service or something? Or, I guess. Or I think did... I got this from QI, though, so it might be slightly tweaked to seem more interesting. Right. Maybe he invented that kind of comic trap door yeah, that, that they could use be... in their shows <laughs> that, used... that then they use for, for bombs. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Whoa, one of the Marx brothers is responsible for (laughs) modern warfare. And yet Duck Soup is often held up as a great anti-war movie. So I guess the Marx brothers were on both sides of that that coin. Maybe it's like a Nobel thing. (laughs) I hope Zeppo Marx won a Nobel Prize. That'd be cool. (laughs) Hey, here's just a random question I just thought to ask you out of the blue. Why does a stegosaurus paint his toenails red? Oh, this is really bad. You're going to hate this. Oh, no. So he can hide in a cherry tree. Wait, well, so because it's green with red? Because I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess his nails would look like red cherries. I don't, but I don't they're know. pointy. And I don't, also. I don't know anymore. <laughs> it would destroy the tree. Stegosaurus, even with toenails painted red, would not blend in with the tree. Can we be be real for a second? Do we even know they were green? I mean, we don't know that they weren't red to begin with. Yeah. We don't know what color Stegosaurus nails were. All right, last one. Are you ready? Yeah. How do you get down from a brontosaurus? Other than fall? It says, you don't. You get down from a goose. Wait. What? What? How do you get down from a brontosaurus? I, I was thinking, like, maybe get down, like, dancing. I but was that also thinking that. doesn't I, still... Uh, like, you don't get you don't, you don't get down with a brontosaurus. Get down, <laughs> get down. Wow, these are baffling. Hey, folks, if you're out there, can you tweet at us, at Two Packs Podcast? What do these jokes mean? I'm going to put this on the feed. The first one, I just think is lazy, but the yeah. second one, I do not it's get confusing. it at all. I don't get it at all. And I write jokes for a living, folks. This is not my first rodeo. <laughs> I do this professionally, and I don't understand. No, it's... You get down from a goose. One thing I do understand is that you like to goose the world on Twitter. With your Twitter... <laughs> Where are you on Twitter? Where can I find you? It's at Hannah Michaels, H-A-N-A-M-I-C-H-E-L-S. Both my parents are dicks, and so that's how my name <laughs> came out. Uh, Neither one is how you would think to spell. <laughs> no, I am ungoogleable. It's. I always tell myself, if Kumail Nanjiani can make it, I'll be fine. That's very true. I like ungoogleable. I feel like that should be like a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you do, you will never be on the internet. You are permanently off the grid. Yeah. You can't be gridded. Oh, fun fact. After shows, 
When people Google my name, sometimes they Google it with the word herpes. You mean Google? Yeah, the autofill says herpes. You're, you're, you're searching for Hannah Michaels. Are you sure you don't mean Hannah <laughs> Michaels herpes? Why does that happen? I, Did you do like a comedy I bit or something about herpes? I used to have a one-liner with the word herpes in it, but it wasn't really like a herpes joke because there are a lot of those. <laughs> that became what you were known for online? I don't know. Herpes comedian Or I don't Hannah know Michaels. if it was people trying to figure out if I actually do have it. Or, first of all, if they were, you can't Google who has herpes. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's not like, you know... (laughs) And if you did, it would say everyone. Hannah Michaels boyfriend. You know, like, there are certain things that you... That you can Google. find out, right. But unless you put that out there, most people wouldn't. No. Like... You can't... People aren't obligated to publish their health... I mean, I guess I could... Why don't I do that? I'll publish my STD testing records. That could be fun. That could be <laughs> yeah. some goofs there, I feel like. I'm sure. Look, Google, I'm cl- you yeah. do the test, you get the clean bill of health, and then send that to Google. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll do like, that. My brother works there. I'm sure he'll be delighted. Is that true? Is yeah, that really he does. True? That is perfect. Then you should definitely do that. <laughs> and let us know what happens. We'll keep our listeners informed as to what definitely. happens. Definitely. I'll keep the doctor's notes, too, just so that they can see the level of concern. (laughs) Well, I'm concerned that I'm not going to get a good trade this show, but it is time for trades. Trade. Fuck yeah. And the reason I'm concerned is, one, your cards are way superior to my cards. And two, you don't have any nostalgic attachment to dinosaurs. So <laughs> so hopefully there's one of these that you like, but let's see. These are stickers, too. That's going to... I know. They're doubly valuable. Are there any of my dinosaur cards that you would like? I think I want the dad and the baby. Dad and baby? Yeah. I think I'm going to trade you school best for it. Yeah, you know what? I'll take what I can get. Here, let me get school best here. I like school best. And I think there's actually a joke on the back that we didn't read of school best. Oh, of school best. Oh. I'll tell you what, folks. We're going to read it after the credits. Tune in after the credits and (laughs) we will read the school best joke for you. And let me look and see what we have here. You know what? I could use maybe something with all the news today. I could use some a little relaxing image, maybe a fishing image. So I like bait catching Bob eating a human there. Are there any of my dinosaur cards that you would trade for it? How about dinosaurs trivia? Yeah, why not? Think about how knowledgeable you'll be about dinosaurs. You can cram. Yeah. You can cram. I can pretend I saw it. You can pretend you saw the show so you can join in people's inside jokes about baby dinosaur, Robbie, and his problem with steroids. The name of Earl's boss is Mr. Richfield. That's true. Pull that out at a party. (laughs) You should. (laughs) I like the idea of you at a party, like you're nervous about being there, and you're like, I know I could impress him if I know a lot about dinosaurs. (laughs) And you just have this on a little cheat sheet. You're like holding it discreetly. (laughs) Okay, you know, here's something about dinosaurs you may not know. Hey guys, Charlene's favorite pastime is shopping. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's very interesting. I didn't remember that about Charlene. <laughs> hey, Hannah, thanks so much for being here today, for joining us here on Two Packs. Thank you. This is fun. I'd also like to thank Meltdown Comics for hosting us, as always. I'd like to thank Mason in the booth. And I think there's only one proper way to go out on this show, and that is to walk the dinosaur. Are you familiar with walking the dinosaur? Mm -mm. So you just say boom when I point to you. Okay. Okay, that's all you have to do is just say boom when I point to you. Okay, ready? Boom, boom, shakalaka. 
Boom, boom. Boom, boom, shakalaka. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, shakalaka. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, shakalaka. Boom, boom. We did it. Yay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm waving goodbye. There's no one to wave to. <laughs> Two Packs was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers. Bright music by Lee Rosevere. Logo by Kenny Kyle. Like the show? Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners as cool as you. Follow us on Twitter at Two Packs Podcast. That's T W O. And me at Jeffrey Golden. That's Jeffrey with a G. Special thanks to Meltdown Comics. I left a bunch of these cards at the store for you to take. I'm your host, Jeffrey Golden. Hey, be good to each other. All right, we promised them that after the end credits, we would read the final trivia question. Are you ready? Let's do it. The final bit of prehysterical humor. <laughs> take a look at this fossil. This is a perfect impression of a two million year old fish on the side of this rock. It's not a question. <laughs> so that's already that's confusing. And then it says answer. Yow, that fish must have been swimming mighty fast when he hit that rock. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get what's happened here? Yeah. It's most confused because it thinks that the fish like like he fish hit the rock so hard that it's like skeleton embedded into it but it's actually fossilization <laughs> it's different than what uh, what this comedian is joking about this dinosaur comedian 